Welcome. This is Corinne Motokaitis, your host of How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. I hope you're doing fantastic today. I'm really excited as I'm starting this new series, The Leader of Your Life. And I'm going to be doing these podcast episodes talking about specific things about how you can be the leader of your life. Or my other favorite phrase is you be the boss of you. I'm the boss of me, you be the boss of you. A couple months ago, I had some clients out in California, they'd come out to we did some work together in one of the clients she was darling, she gave me these socks and they were perfect. They Oh, so funny that I would use that word, but they are fantastic. They had this little swimmer girl on and, and it said, I'm the boss of me. She knows me well. So today I'm going to be talking about owning your voice. And here's the thing. You're highly educated. You have high expectations of yourself. And yet you're exhausted from living life worried about what other people think while trying to get approval from them at the same time. And in this process, you're working so hard to be perfect and the anxiety of conforming is keeping you from being real. And it feels like prison walls that you're living in. And you're tired of hiding, not speaking your truth. And here, my friend, you're ready to own your voice. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm so excited. Now, owning your voice sounds good. But what does it actually mean, owning your voice? Owning your voice means you know what you believe and you stand behind what you believe. Here's what I believe. Managing your mindset is crucial for you to create the results in your life. It doesn't mean you sit here at home and you manage it and then things come. It means you manage your mind and you get in these great feeling states and then you go and take massive action to create the results that you want. Managing your mindset is really, really important. It's vital. It is the fundamental thing that we need to work on all of us. And we weren't taught it. That's one of my opinions. Shame is highly corrosive. And when we don't understand it, it gets in our way. We can sabotage ourselves. Those are me owning my opinions. I pay attention to that. I talk about that constantly. I talk about compassion being, uh, the biggest motivator for change. I talk about compassionate people have boundaries. And I talk about this constantly. And I'm giving people my opinion. People understand what I have to say. And they know what I'm going to say, because I have over the years owned my voice. The other part of owning your voice is speaking your truth. Even when others may disagree, it's having the courage to stand up and say, this is what I believe, or this is what I want to share with you. And never in a harmful, hurtful manner. It's not about going gladiator, you know, beating the crap out of somebody verbally. It's about owning what your truth is. And you have to value what you have to say really value it. Like, here you go. This is what I have to offer you. So for instance, the parents who are on the Aqua Monsters, um, one of the things that I talk about quite often, almost on a daily 
daily basis is, especially as we're heading into the summer, is that to become proficient, for their child to become proficient, it takes about three summers of summer swim team, three summers. And it's 100 to 150 hours of swimming. And it's not just swimming, floating in the pool or a 10 minute lesson and out of a 30 minutes, 10 minutes of moving out of a 30 minute lesson, but a hundred to 150 hours. And we have a very high standard of being proficient. It's to be able to swim 300 yards freestyle without stopping with proper side breathing. And that's what I explained to parents. And those are the parameters. And I own that. And I explain that over and over and over. And that is me owning my voice. It's owning my expertise, what I have to offer. And that is our guideline for our families. And sometimes we've had kids go, they don't want to swim anymore. And I look at the parents and we're like, well, your kid's been swimming for four summers. They're proficient. We've loved having them. We wish them well. And that is fine because the goal for that child was to become proficient. There are different goals for different kids, but it was about being able to own that level of proficiency and say, this is our standard. That was me owning my voice. And that came from watching over the years, like what did it really take? Cause I would have kids that would come in and I had parents who had these expectations that, oh, my kids should learn how to swim after three practices. Well, that's not going to happen because that may be if they're lucky three hours, if they have three hour practices. The other part of owning my voice is that with my work with my clients is we work in year long commitments, partnerships. And the reason for that is that I would see people go off to workshops or they go off, you know, they, people, I'd have people who would want to work with me for a month or, you know, one session. I had somebody ask me years ago, what can you do for me in an hour? And I said, well, that would be a waste of your money. You might as well just listen to my show because there's a plenty of free content. My skill set as a coach is helping people implement. It's helping them take this stuff intellectually, listen to it, apply it, fall down, and helping them get back up. And that is my skill set. And it takes time to really be able to live it and live it in your bones. And then to realize that mistakes are made by all of us. We all have falling down moments. Those are examples of me owning my voice of me speaking my truth when others may disagree. And that's okay. And being able to value what you have to say, what you have to offer. The other aspect of what it actually means to own your voice is being confident in yourself, being confident with what you're putting out there, being you authentically, letting people see you. And yes, my friend, it takes courage and you have to let go of the haters. You have to let go of what other people think because so often you may have let, like, I remember I would write these newsletters for the team and I would think about some of the parents who maybe I wasn't, they weren't my biggest fans. Maybe they really hated me. And I would think about them like, oh, I better stop writing what I'm trying, this message I'm trying to teach the team. And all that did was it made me go small. I didn't own my voice. I didn't offer of how I could help, how I could give information. And so by being authentic and letting go of what people think, thought of me, especially the haters, allowed me to own my voice. And then what you can do is check in with the people who've earned the right to hear your story. So again, why don't we want to own our voice? Well, just like I talked about, they're haters. And if we own our voice and we start talking about what we believe or what our interpretation is or what our opinions are, 
People can say, well, that's stupid. You're an idiot. Or here's one. This one actually can, this belief that I start to fantasize about can actually make me go really small. You're just too much, Corinne, right? We're either not enough or we're too much. Who do you think you really are? So it's really vulnerable to own your voice, to speak your truth. It's scary. It doesn't feel good. It's very uncomfortable. And I talk a ton about vulnerability because vulnerability is that feeling of uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. It does not feel good. And no, my friend, you don't want to not go through vulnerability because when you go through that hallway of vulnerability and you go out into your arena and you show up and you own your voice, you may fall down. And you will also get yourself back up. And it feels so good when you've overcome your vulnerability. And people may think you're too much and that's okay. Let them think that as long as you're speaking your truth. And again, it goes back to, you know, you're not gladiating. You're not putting other people down. It's not a competition. It's this is your truth and you speak it and you own it. And for some people, it may be too much and that is okay. The other part of why we don't want to own our voices, there's this other voice in the back of our head that goes, what if I'm wrong? You know, you've heard that voice, right? What if I'm wrong? Okay, what if you are? You can learn from it. We talk about the growth mindset here. We talk about learning and falling down and getting back up. That's about being resilient. So what if you're wrong? What if you don't know the right answer or what you thought was the right answer? And then guess what? You had an opportunity to get another perspective. You would never have learned that opportunity had you not owned your voice, had you not come across and shared what you believe and then being able to hear somebody else. And that goes back to being that compassionate person and having that compassionate space where there can be a dialogue about what do I believe? What do you believe? Let me learn about your viewpoint on this. Let me help me understand because I don't have an understanding of your perspective. This is what I believe. There can be great growth in this, but it takes courage. And I know so often we're like, I don't want to use courage. I just want to be on easy street, but really we want to grow. So we need to stop indulging in that. And then the benefits of owning our voice is one is we allow what is inside of us to come out. I'm a verbal processor. If you haven't figured that out, I'm a verbal processor, you know, and there've been times like I would have to verbally vomit as I was trying to figure out what was going on. And as I was verbally vomiting, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, if I didn't build a container with whoever I was vomiting to, they would try to come in and fix it. I get frustrated because it was like, no, you're breaking my stream of thought. I just need you to hold this bowl so the words can come out. And as I was, as I was doing it, I would notice like, oh, and I get insight and I have some clients that do that. So know if you're a verbal processor, writing is also a very powerful way for me to own my voice and see what's true. And the thing I love about writing, and it doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, so much of my stuff doesn't even get seen except by me on occasion is I get to see like, I think, oh, this is just a new thought that I have. And then I pull up an old journal. I'm like, wow, I've been saying this for a long time. Or wow, this is the way I used to think. And so writing is great because you have an a record of how you were thinking and how that what was going on inside of you and what was stirring inside of you. And when you don't own your voice, there's a cost to you because you're not being true to yourself. And my friend, you matter. 
You really, really matter. That's so important to me that we all realize that we matter. Maybe we don't matter with everybody and that's okay, but you matter. One, you matter to you. And two is there are people in your life you really matter to and know who those people are. And you have an experience or experiences that are worth sharing. So go and find your people. Be open to the people that show up because yes, you have value. You have an offering. And I love to hear people's stories. I love that's how I get to know them. And that's how I can connect with them. And what I know from the work I do with all my clients is it's, oh, especially with the struggles, it's like, oh, I'm not the only one that's going through this. Oh, it's that common humanity, which is a part of compassion. So when you can own your story, when you own your voice, you can share your experience and your beliefs with others and you can find your people and they get to see you. Now, here's the thing. The upside of this is you get to find your people. The downside is some people may go, she's not for me. And I'm definitely not for everybody. Absolutely. And I'm really, really comfortable with that. Well, most of the time I'm comfortable with that, to be honest. And sometimes I'm not, but it's because of the stories that I have in my head. But when you own your voice, people get to know who you are and they get to decide, are we a good fit? Are we not? It's not about, am I a good person or am I a bad person? Are we a good fit? Because we don't have time for everybody. So it helps us kind of shift things up and allow us to be clear with people. So we're not dragging people along and wasting everybody's energy and time. So you let others know who you are and what is important to you and be really okay. If they wind up not liking you, it's okay. It doesn't mean you're bad. Remember, you're the leader of your life. You get one life, at least that's as far as I know. And yes, it takes courage to own your voice. Not everyone will like it and not everyone will like you, but that's actually fantastic news because how many people do you really need in your life and how much connection do you really have the ability to maintain and foster and cultivate? So it's fantastic news that not everybody will like you. And the other part is, is that the people that you really let know like you and your quirks and all of you, they're going to love you and they're going to want to be with you. And it allows you to be seen in your life. So it's going to help you and others become clear about who to connect with when you own your voice. When we, we, there's this word authenticity. And sometimes I feel like it's a buzzword. It's like, oh, we want to be authentic. Oh, we want to be authentic. Oh, we want, it's like almost like organic, you know, you can just stack or gluten-free, you know, I love when things are gluten-free, like they'll put it on bananas, gluten-free. Well, of course, bananas are gluten-free, but authenticity, right? And it can almost be a buzzword, but I really love the idea of authenticity. It's about you being you. And this is what I talk about on the show all the time. The, the key to you being you is that you have to let go of what other people think. Because if you are concerned about what other people think, and then you change yourself to adapt so that people will like you, one, you're approval whoring, and two, you're not being authentic. Or you say what you think they want you to say, you're not being authentic and you're definitely not owning your voice. I really want to know what people think, not some sort of filter of what they think I think they think I want them to think or say, it's just not fun. It's not connected. So that's another benefit of owning your voice is that ability to be connected. 
Again, this is so different than being a gladiator. This is about being grounded in love and compassion for yourself and for others, where you own your voice, you speak your truth, always from a place of love. Not that, oh, I, you have to love them, but speak it from a place of love. Like, this is what I believe. This is what I believe. And you own it and you share it. Just like I'm here today sharing about owning your voice. And that, my friend, I want you to go and do in your life. Go own your voice. Let people see who you really are. And be okay if some of them leave. Because as you own your voice, what will happen, and I've talked about the elevator, when you first get into the elevator of your own personal development, there may be a lot of people there, you know, especially as we hit middle age, we know a lot of people, there may be a lot of people there. And what happens is as you go through and you start to own your voice, some people get off the elevator and it may even be that you're the only person on the elevator and that becomes really scary. But what I see with myself and with my clients is that if, as you continue to evolve and continue up in this elevator, the right people get on the elevator with you. And that's what happens when you own your voice. It's the right people. It may not be packed wall to wall like sardines, but we don't need wall to wall. We need the right people in our lives the people that can be honest and authentic and who are willing to own their voice, their voice, people who can be willing to have a disagreement. Here's my opinion. Here's yours. Isn't that fantastic? So go out, own your voice. And I want to thank you for listening to the show. I love the emails that I get from you all. I love the connections that we're starting to have on Instagram. I'm, I've been playing over there a bit. And I, if you want to get more value from the show, I invite you go share it with somebody else. I can't tell you how many people you tell me, oh my gosh, I listened to this with my mom or I listened to this with my group of friends and we talk about it and we have coffee talk around the show. Do that because the more that you talk about this, the more you implement it, it goes into your bones. You want to live it, not just consume. We can get into that consuming, which is a very passive way. And what we want to do is we want to live it. We want to be it. So take the show pass it on to somebody else that you can then talk about it and have coffee talk and go, okay, what are some examples of how have you owned your voice today? Here's how I did. And maybe they say, oh, that's not really you owning your voice. Or do you really believe that? And that's okay, right? Because we're having authentic conversations. So go out, share this with somebody else so that you can bring the show to your life and live it. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm smiling big for you. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide awake.